0: Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Internet Marketing. We're
1: very excited because this is the first episode of our weekly podcast, isn't it, Calvin? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's surprising, exciting and scary at the same time. But yeah, we've had some great feedback from people um, since we announced we're planning to go weekly. And yeah, there's lots of big ideas and plans that we've got coming up for going weekly, really. So the plan is rather than have sort of longer podcasts we're going to have you know a number of shorter about sort of 20 minute podcasts that's right on sort of individual topics so the topics themselves are kind of quite punchy, quite collective, and then if you're listening on the train, you know, you can get it all in one commute, or if you're listening in the car, or whatever it is, it's kind of nice and compact.
0: That's right, and we're going to do it on a four-week four, week, uh, four week cycle, aren't we, with uh, News and Tools, which is what we're doing today. Yes! Oh, i bent my pen, how a do that? <laughs> news and Tools, um, then an interview, Yes. and then a Q&A, and then a sort of a how-to, and yeah. then sort of back
1: to News and Tools again. Yeah, because when we did the survey, um, which is still up if anyone wants to fill it in and give us any feedback in that way at internet you know www.internetmarketingpodcast.org forward slash survey
0: and you do need the www don't
1: you yes yeah it yes. should well it can work without but there was a bit of an oversight on <laughs> someone's a little part bit of an there. Oversight. yes i yeah. discovered that last week as well yeah yeah um, um i won't shoot the guy in the office who should have done that but yeah yeah so um <laughs> basically if you go to www.internetmarketingpodcast.org forward slash survey there's a survey there and we asked people about what bits of the show they enjoyed most and one thing that we wanted to try and do a bit more of is kind of some hands-on how-to guides so we'll do one of those in a couple of weeks but we asked to do some news and tools Mm -hmm. um, which always seems to go down very well the interviews which are always very popular and 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 then some kind of q a as well because you know it's good to try and answer people's questions
0: okay excellent now just um a little bit of other news um getting in touch with us am i right in thinking that we're going to be setting up a phone number as from next week yes
1: as of um the next week's show we should have um the phone number live so you can leave your q a's via voice. Um, but if you want to send it via email because you're a little bit, you know, shy about that, you still can. So you can drop me an email at Kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Um, so that's K-E-L-V-I-N for Kelvin. Um, or of course we always like to hear feedback via Twitter. So if you use use Twitter at all and use the hashtag IMPC you can then, um, you know, we'll pick that up and we'll respond to you. So yeah, there's kind of free, hopefully quite easy ways to get in touch and give us your feedback or ask any questions that you've got. Fantastic. Now, do we need to mention this uh,
0: secret screencast? Did you just allude to it earlier? Did you want to expand on that? Yeah.
1: Um, in the last episode, um, we We've decided, you know, once a month or so, we're trying to give away a little bit of an Easter egg. You know, like you're getting DVDs, a little bit of a secret special um, for for regular listeners to the show. And we make it a little bit harder to get because we kind of want to keep it, you know, quite a nice small crowd of people listening to it. Mm -hmm. So we've had quite a few people come through on that. And if anyone wants to hear any more about this month's secret screencast, which is, Particularly how to do well on SlideShare, they can drop me an email or, again, on the, any of those methods we've already mentioned to get in touch there. So, And I can send that through to you there, which will show you how to promote your biz- business via um, SlideShare, which is a site I rate really, really highly.
0: Okay, right. Now, did we cover the, the survey? You mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah, yes, yeah. Excellent, you did cover that. Excellent. I need to stay awake. Right, um, main show elements then today, um, what is this about WordPress supporting Pubhub, Subbub? Now I get confused, because yeah. I get Pubhub, Subbub yeah. mixed up with Subhub. Yeah, Subhub's are got, the, the yeah. owner
1: of whom we interviewed a while ago. Didn't yeah, we? we interviewed Miles from Subhub, which is a subscription website a couple of months ago. Yeah, Pubhub Subhub, I, I think that's how you say. it. Who made up that name? I don't know. I think it is short for various things. But um, basically, WordPress, Pubhub Subhub is kind of a technology not unlike RSS. Um, mm. But with RSS, what happens is, um, and there's a great example of this on the WordPress site that they did a little video about this. But the way that most of the internet works is it's, it visits your server and it says, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And yeah. then, you know, constantly asking for updates. Um, but what Pub Sub Hubbub does effectively is reverse that. So it's kind of a, you know, you tell um, the search engines when to come back when you've got new technology. Uh, sorry, when you've got new update. So, like for WordPress, rather than, you know, Google having to come and check your RSS feed, you then tell them when it's ready. And what this means is that for anyone who's spidering that content, whether it be Twitter, um, you know, Google or whatever, mm. they can get the updates really, really quickly, which okay. is, you know, potentially really, really valuable. So they showed an update on the the thing there where they published a... Um, So if you ever publish a blog post and use something like, um, you know, any of the tools to publish on Twitter, it can take a couple of hours to percolate through the system. Mm, mm. And what this does, and it is instantaneous, you know, you hit publish on your website and it's there on Twitter straight away. Mm. So WordPress building this into their system um, is going to mean that anyone who's got a website that runs WordPress is going to have this built there under the hood, ready to go, which if all the websites that publish content did this, it would make the web so much quicker. But I mean, is, I'm not trying to get my head around this. Let, let me get this, make sure I've got yeah. this absolutely right. Because
0: I'm a, I'm a, I used to be, a, I still am a programmer. Yeah. And to me, it looks a bit like the observer pattern. Now, those of you who are total hardcore programming geeks will know what I'm on about. But the observer pattern, it basically pings... it, it When something happens to something, it tells
1: all the other things that are interested in it, something has happened. Is that, have yeah. I got that right? Yeah, that's ex- exactly okay. it. So almost it's like everyone, you know anything that needs to get your content becomes a fan. Yes. And then whenever they've become that fan, whenever you update, it sends it to them automatically. So it's like oh, okay. Access, okay, but super powered. It's like more pushy. It pushes yeah. about quicker. So you get a quicker sort of turnaround. Yeah, okay. no, that's, yeah great. So an interesting one there. So anyone who's um, using WordPress, keep updating um, your WordPress software because it helps avoid getting hacked. But also mm. you get all these... Each time they go through a major update, you get some quite nice functionality that they build into the system and you know we're huge fans of WordPress here on the podcast but, oh yeah yeah um I can't you know all these new technologies just make it even better. And I don't know why anyone would use any other blogging software most of the time.
0: Is there a specific URL we can point people to for this, or um, is it just general sort of Googling sub Yeah, if people Google WordPress. that,
1: they, um, they will no doubt find out about this. But I'll add to the show notes, um, and I'll make a note here so I don't forget, the video um, that WordPress put out that explains it all.
0: As uh, Kelvin writes with his pen on a piece of paper, it's all very high technology in this show. What's this about uh, HTML5 killing Flash?
1: Well, iPad's to blame. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my headline that I put here on my notes to keep mm. track of it. But um, there was a lot of fuss when the Apple iPad was launched. That again, despite this being more of a proper web browsing device than the iPhone, mm. Mm. Um, Apple is still not going with Flash. Yeah, sure. and part of that seems to be to do with the money. Maybe some of it's a bit of a kind of trying to do Flash over a little bit. I'm not, I'm not too sure as to the reasons why. Mm. But when you sp- you know, spend your cash on your expensive new iPad, you're not going to be able to access any site that's built exclusively in Flash. Um, even YouTube is sort of switching over to HTML5 Is the solution to that kind of thing. So what I would say is Flash, if I was a Flash developer, um, it's an interesting um, time for you, really, because HTML5 won't do everything Flash can do. It isn't as good. But if everyone um, supports HTML5 rather than Flash... It's, mm. you, it's you know a little bit scary to be a Flash developer. I would have thought at the moment. Mm. Mm. And the iPad, yes, it might not sell that many, but you can be pretty sure that a lot of people are going to be copying that as a device, as it were. So if you can make your system run quicker by not including Flash or not supporting Flash, then how do websites work that are dependent on Flash. There's a lot of theories, aren't there, as to why Apple is uh, is is doing this? Uh, what's what's your line of thinking, Kelvin? Well, I mean, getting very controversial here. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know we're we're quite big apple fanboys aren't we me, me you well yeah we it? are i mean yeah. i've got a, an apple mac just sitting next to me now and so, bits and bobs all over the place yeah i mean i i'm not one of those people who you know worship the ground that they walk on and think that everything they're doing is you know saintly i think there Why is Why not <laughs> i'm pretty sure that there is um some kind of ulterior motive here going on and i think um some people have suggested it's to do with the costs of flash and that kind of thing whereas i think it's really just flash is something that if you bear in mind the people behind Flash and some of the other programs they run, other programs that Apple produce are in direct competition with those kind of technologies. There, so maybe there's a little bit of you know, um, you know, Photoshop. You know, when you're looking at Audition versus some of the audio software that um, Apple produce, mm. maybe that's n- not the primary reason. But I'm sure um, the people in the different teams there won't be upset that Apple are giving you know um, Flash a little bit of a kick in the mm. in the nuts. Are we allowed to say that on this podcast? Yes, we are. Of course, we're allowed to say that. <laughs> Google
0: Webmaster Tools. Well, oh, get my teeth back in. Google Webmaster Tools uh, give access to other email addresses. What's what's
1: all this about? Yeah, um, so. If you use Google Analytics, one of the things that makes it really, really useful is you can give access to lots of different people with a Google profile. So if they've got a Gmail account, you can say, hey, Andy, you can look at the you know, the, the traffic we've got for our website here. Mm. Um, but there's two tools that Google provide, which are really, really invaluable. They don't have this flexibility to grant access to different people. So the first one is FeedBurner. And, you know, we've had a, a few yeah. issues with that where if you've set it up in one account, you then can't give access to anyone else unless you give them the username and password. And if mm. you've got 20 different you know feeds all set up in one account as i have yeah it, it's, it's a pain um and it was the same with webmaster tools as well which is mm. the code you put on your site to tell google i own this website give me all your secrets you have about me yeah and that again was one where if we set it up on behalf of a client in our general account we couldn't give that password to the client because they would see all the ones that were taking place so um um, so the downside to that was that you have had to have hundreds of different accounts or um, you had to, you know, have it central, but then not let everyone access it. So what they've done on Webmaster Tools is um, now allow you so I can set up under my group account and then give each client access to Webmaster Tools as well. Yeah. Mm. So they can see, you know, what pages of their site Google are indexing, but pages don't exist, um, what pages of their site have the most internal links allows you to specify what country you're in, and all kinds of great things that they do in Webmaster Tools. Mm. Okay, sounds pretty good. It will be very useful, actually,
0: to be able to um, share burner, individual FeedBurner
1: feeds. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't done that, really, because um, you can do it analytics, you can do it in AdWords, mm. you, you can now do it in Webmaster Tools. And, you know, FeedBurner is a, I wonder whether it is the reason they're not going to do, they've they not done that is because they're going to integrate FeedBurner and Google Analytics. Are they? Well, I, I don't know. That's okay, what, yeah, yeah I've like not heard theory. that. But right. I think that would be brilliant, wouldn't it, if you had your feed data straight there in Analytics. It was all auto-tagged, mm. so you could see who from your feed went to where and yeah. all these kind of things. And You can do that with some nice workarounds, but it would be great if that just was there in analytics all in one place
0: can I just uh, apologize to our listeners that was my phone ringing I, I, i'm not going to edit it out who needs to edit i'm not going to edit, edit yeah. it out i'm just
1: now going to check that mine's on silent <laughs> oh, yeah no, it is it is okay but
0: number I, four um opensite what's happening
1: here yeah um basically and um, there is um a bit of a worry in the seo world um because one of the things we do a lot of is where you look at the links of your site or a competitor's site to see who's linking to mm. and the one that we tend to normally recommend for this is um yahoo site explorer Mm. Um, and that's a great tool that gives you who's linking to a website Um, but the problem is as a lot of you will already know that yahoo and msn are in the process of merging their search engines okay so yahoo search as is will no longer exist anymore which, to be honest, for most people isn't a huge shame because it'd be better that there's a decent competitor for Google rather than two kind of struggling ones who are just fighting amongst themselves and then letting Google run away with all the money. Mm. Um, so that's good. You know, I'm generally quite positive about that. But the bad thing is that it's Yahoo that's giving way. And Yahoo have this great tool that gives you all this data about who's linking to you. And if Yahoo stopped running their search engine, suddenly this tool probably won't exist anymore. There's been no official mm. um, you know, communication about that. So cleverly um, the guys from SEOmos have created a, a tool which is intended to be a nice sort of replica of Yahoo site explorer called Open Site Explorer okay. you find it opensiteexplorer.org um, it's a nice little free tool which upsells you to their super duper linkscape tool which is you know really really brilliant but mm. overkill for most people so it's got the benefit that it'll probably be around for longer than Yahoo site explorer But also, it's really beautiful how it presents things. Um, So if you put in your competitors' websites, it'll give you who's their most valuable links, and it gives you some nice scores out of 10 for how valuable the domains are that are linking Mm. to them, how valuable the pages are, and just generally make things look, you know, quite nice and quite pretty, which is a a nice change from a lot of web tools, which are functional, but pretty ugly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, can I be a little bit controversial here, because I've got a piece of news as well. we will be covered. I think it's very important. We're not normally political on this podcast, but unfortunately there are times when you have to get a little bit political. There's some, um, I just wanted to draw people's attention to it, there's some very, very worrying legislation going through Parliament right now in the UK. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, called the Digital Economy Bill. Yeah. And I think Kelvin's nodding and saying, yes, so you know about
1: this as well. Yeah, I I think people need to be aware of it. Yeah, I'm by no means an expert on it, but I know that generally it doesn't appear to be a very good thing.
0: No, and to be specific, I just want to direct you to, just to, let's perhaps start off by just telling you a couple of the areas that are causing concern, not amongst the general population, this is what the problem is, but certainly amongst people, geeks like us, that use the internet, uh, internet marketers especially, that are using the internet to market it, and certainly companies that are thinking of using the internet to do anything yeah. really. Um, there are things like you might be sort of banned from the internet, uh, I think, for life, if you're even suspected of downloading um, sort of uh, copyrighted content. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things like sites, sites being blocked. Uh, they're looking at individual IP addresses. Of course, we all know... Um, that an IP address doesn't match to one person. No. And if that, if the one, you know, you, the wrong person might be blocked from the internet. It's all not very good. I would uh, urge people, uh, certainly in the UK. I know a lot of our listeners are in the U S and, and I think you've got your own laws, which are concerning you. Is 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 ACTA one of these things? I'm not quite sure. A, C. Uh,
1: yeah. No, there's lots of these C, laws being a. brought in around the world. And yeah, what I would say is, yeah, have a look at what's being introduced because a lot of the time, the people who are introducing these laws just don't understand the net. And yeah, it, yeah whether they'll ever be enforced, I don't know, but it's still not it's good not good to have that law there as precedent, is it?
0: Yeah, to cut a long story short, the general worry is that the internet is ceasing to become a, leving, a level playing field and it seems to be, be being very biased towards big businesses mm. that can now threaten people with legal action so therefore we, we may be seeing things like the demise of open Wi-Fi's mm. around the city and things like that because people will be, just be too scared of being prosecuted for because someone in their cafe with free Wi-Fi was downloading something they shouldn't have, yeah. but but so uh, i would urge people to take a look at the bill it's a digital rights uh, sorry the digital economy bill take a look at the openrights.org uh, OpenRightsGroup.org, uh, because they've uh, they're, they're against it but just just be aware of it write to your mp write a letter to your newspaper Uh, try and do something, because it is being rushed through. They're probably going to try and make it law before the next general election. So some worrying news there, but um, I think it has to to be
1: explored. It has Mm. to be aired, I think, because not a lot of people seem to be aware of it. No, no, and I mean, it's one of these things that I've heard a lot about, but to be honest, I've never really followed up as much as I should do. And Mm. yeah, I think it's one of these ones where it could have a huge impact. So it's worth taking the time to have a little bit of a look into it and see if it's something you disagree with. And if you do disagree with it, making your voice heard because yeah. if you don't make your voice heard, you can't complain if it goes through. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Closing off now. Um, We've mentioned how to get in touch. Yep. Haven't we? Um, yeah. So yeah, drop us an email on, yeah, you can email me at um, kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com or um, via Twitter using the hashtag IMPC and uh, we will hopefully have that home, home or even the phone number in place
0: next time. Yep. Also, I would strongly urge people do go to www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, uh, which will redirect you to the site visibility yep. blog. Do leave comments there because we're very
1: keen on sort of starting conversations yeah. with listeners. I mean, the, the last episode where we um, interviewed the guys from Skimlinks, there's, you know, I think it, it, that we have about 10, 15 comments there that we've had there with people, asking questions to and fro about how you can use that system, whether it works in the iGaming sector. And a few people from um, Skimlinks have come in and answered questions there as well. So um, if you've got any views on some of the things we've talked about here today, yeah, come through to the blog and leave a comment there. Um, And, you know, ask us questions, because now that we've gone to this weekly format, we're going to once a month um, turn over to you, the listeners, and answer your questions about what you want to find out. So coming up in next week's episode,
0: uh we have an interview with Rob Walling of micropreneur.com dot com and he will be telling us about uh, the site where you can be uh, sort of helped and encouraged to produce your sort of online subscription um services and online
1: sort of products. So that's coming up next week. Any more news from new Um just just another one to say I know lots of people listen to the show. Um if you subscribe in iTunes or to the RSS feed on the blog, you can get updated whenever we whenever we do a new show. So if you if you um, visit to listen to the podcast, that's great, and you know, cheers for doing that. But if you subscribe, you'll be able to get those updates as soon as they go out. Brilliant. Well, we'll see you next
0: Thursday on Internet Marketing. Thanks very much. Bye. Um, Andy again here, just a quick update that I've added at the end of the podcast. Uh, We are planning to update the RSS feed to the feed generated by the new WordPress blog, which might mean a few duplicates appearing in your iTunes feed. So just bear with us on that. Hopefully it won't be too horrendous. And that will be happening probably in about 10 days or so. So just a quick heads up. I can say goodbye again. Goodbye. See you next time. Well, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, we would really like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, send them to info at ai-digital.com and feel free to send in MP3 files as well and we'll play them. If you're a subscriber, we'd like to thank you for your valuable time. If you haven't subscribed yet and you'd like this show delivered to your earbuds automatically, you can find Internet Marketing on iTunes. Just search under the Business and Marketing and Management Categories Or you can find us at FeedBurner at feeds.feedburner.com slash academyim. We'd also encourage you to leave comments on iTunes. Well, this is Andy White signing off, wishing you the best until we see you next time on Internet Marketing.